the game. Whistle got wings, whistle got everything. Both got Rolls Royces, but yours ain't the same. Can't remember the last time we flew commercial planes. Counting up, millions making them mountain that's up. Listeners of the Amateur Hour podcast, it has been quite the uh, experience setting this one up. <laughs> We've been here for roughly two and a half hours trying to get this thing rocking, and man, it's a sad day. It is sad day. Asin's computer is likely, what did you say, is it likely done for? I don't, I don't want to assume anything, yes. uh, but it doesn't look good. The bottles of champagne have, have become a nuisance. <laughs> They just, <laughs> they betray us. <laughs> it's uh, pretty unfortunate. So, I, if you're watching the video, you can see our setup here. Yeah. Um, we would encourage I had my drink sitting down and my laptop <laughs> here. And uh, I turned to show Bryce something, who's not on the camera, but Shout out Bryce. Uh, when I turned, I guess the, the wire ripped and pulled my drink full of mimosa full just full, full of, of champagne and fresh drink fresh drink <laughs> just directly on my keyboard on my laptop the and, entirety uh, of it. it's not looking great so honestly if you need laptop insurance we have somebody that covers insurance in the building which brings us to today's sponsor i'm going to try and i'm going to try and keep it light i'm i'm That's very, going through at the moment very upset i was in such a good mood earlier too uh, but our sponsor for today, Bryce Borgeson Insurance. Uh, life comes at you fast. Um, Apparently, yeah. <laughs> when you have it, I wish, your vibe is off. Yeah, yeah I, I wish I had. I wish I had Bryce Borgeson <laughs> Insurance, and maybe I would be covered and feel better about this. Uh, don't don't be like me. Do the work. Get your insurance covered with Bryce. Uh, also a handsome guy. <laughs> Shout out, Bryce. Thank you for being here, Bryce. Yeah. But today's guest uh, is Lois Brooks. We have known him. When did you start going to All Saints, man? When I was four, man. I know y'all motherfuckers since I was yeah. literally four. Was man. that like, that was 4K? Yeah. Four, kindergarten, whatever, I I whatever like, other schools call it? I think I did like a summer thing before that. So like even before yeah, that, right? bro. So yeah. before me. Yeah. Before, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so I mean, we, we've known Lois... Literally our entire life, um, if you go into All Saints, I mean, we graduated with like 70-some people in high school. So, I mean, it's really small. You basically grow up with everybody that, that you go to school with and stuff. So, I mean, we've known Lois, again, since we were probably like five years old. Four, four years, years old. old. Yes. Yeah. He just said it. Hey, chill out. Four, <laughs> eight, four <laughs> years old. It's just complicated. <laughs> but, no, Lois is here. Um, well, I've been talking to you about it for a while. I mean, we've, we've kind of had some discussions about one starting the podcast and I know that kind of correlated with when you started your your fitness page and stuff. Yeah. And obviously I mean that'll that'll be something we, we get into pretty heavily. But um I'm glad to finally have you here. You live in Austin so it can be kind of complicated especially even yeah. like Aston lives in Tyler. So like getting stuff like this situated where everybody's kind of the same place and stuff can kind of be complicated sometimes. Um, but we're glad to have you here. Thank you for taking the time. I know it's been it has been interesting this <laughs> no, afternoon. It's been been a Saturday, man. Usually on Saturday yeah. in Austin, I'm just chilling at the crib in my yeah. bed, like just. And uh, today's is 
is definitely evidence of why we call this the Amateur Hour Podcast. Yeah. You've seen it firsthand. You got here like 10.30. <laughs> I had already been setting up, and then now it's like, it what, is one now? now 1.15. 1.15, yeah. and we're just on your phone already. We've lost one computer, uh, three <laughs> bottles of champagne. <laughs> and uh, definitely at least one human's pride. <laughs> like I said, don't feel great. But we're going to power through. I'm going to yeah. put on a, a smile, and we're going we're gonna to have fun. Yeah. About it right. But no, so... Well, also, what, what are you? Yeah, quick shout out before we get going. Uh, Matt and Lauren Brunson ran a half marathon today, so um, they did that before we even got started with this. Yeah, that was at like six in the morning. So congrats to them, and also um, I hope you guys are okay. If you're running for fun, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope think, things are all right. Yeah, I hope things are all right. <laughs> no, I'm actually I'm going to San Antonio. Um, Next week for work, I'm gonna be down there. And I hit up Matt. I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna be in the area." And I, like I told him, I was like, "I'm gonna be here Wednesday evening." And I was like, "I don't know if you want to meet up or something." And he's like, "All right, what's the address?" And I sent it to him. And it's literally five minutes away from his house. So like, we're meeting up on Wednesday. Yeah, we're meeting up on Wednesday. I probably I need to need to see if I can crash at his place. Or he already said, but like. Works, so. <laughs> you asking him publicly on the pod? Hey, <laughs> hey Matt, please. Now Let me stay at your place. Now you can't say that. Yeah. Why are you asking Matt? Like, he's the one that has a say. Thanks. Lauren, Lauren, <laughs> help me. <laughs> I don't want to pay for a hotel. Yeah, sure, that's yeah. fine. Let me just double check. <laughs> no, but, I mean, boys, what, are you, what are you up to nowadays? I know you live in Austin. It's been, I mean, you we've, we've seen each other a few times. You've been over here in Dallas area and stuff. you got family here and stuff. And obviously being from... Uh, East Texas, like you're in the area a decent bit, but like, what are you, what are you doing now in Austin? Uh, just working. Where do you work? Uh, I work at a nonprofit that does small business loans. I don't mm-hmm. want to get too into that. I mean, that's very you know, nice. somebody might dox me or something. So, <laughs> yeah, I work in underwriting. Yeah. I'm gonna leave it at that. I don't want y'all knowing where I'm really at, but uh, yeah, I respect so, the so yeah, I'm just in the A with my roommate Philip, working, yeah. working out, and chilling. That's it. Yeah, I mean that's fair. And honestly, like I think it was it was asking. He's like, "Hey, what is Lloyd doing?" I like I knew you were in that kind of industry, but other than that, like so I mean I guess it makes sense. <laughs> I don't really know much about what you <laughs> do. Yeah, yeah, I um, saw you off camera, but <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And we can also edit everything out, but <laughs> but we want a time crunch for the forty minutes. <laughs> Are you a hot man or something? What's the <laughs> no? It's just like. It's going on the internet, bro. Like, I don't want nobody to know where I work and shit, you know? Okay. That's fair. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think. You you moved to Austin right after you graduated. You went to Texas State, right? Actually, nah. So, um, if anybody has known me for most of my life, bro, I'm a pretty fucking, like, I hate to say it, but just lazy. Right. Like, I just be chilling. Yeah. You know, like, that's oh, just boy, natural. My shit. I'd be, <laughs> oh, I just like to chill. So, yeah. all through college, I was just chilling. Like, I wasn't really trying yeah. to look for a job or nothing. Like, I tried a little bit, like, right before I graduated, but I didn't really make nothing shake. So, I ended mm-hmm. up moving back with my parents in Thailand. Mm-hmm. And after what I graduated. Yeah. <laughs> in 2019. Because that, that's what he's doing right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. So, I was with my parents for, like, Shit, like eight, eight, nine months, like yeah. just waking up every day on LinkedIn, calling people, yeah. messaging people, just trying to make something happen. And then yeah. uh, in the end of February in 2020, out of nowhere, this recruiter called me and like hit me with this contract job in Austin. I was, mm-hmm. and she was like, I honestly at first I didn't think it was real because she was like, yeah, it started Tuesday and I last talked to her on like Thursday or Friday. 
So I'm right. starting over the weekend. Basically, yeah. you got to start. Yeah, coming. it was crazy, bro. That's like nice. I didn't, I didn't even have an actual interview. Like she talked to me on the phone. Yeah. Then I took this little quick like uh, proficiency test on online, and then she was like, "Yeah, can you start Tuesday or Wednesday?" I was like, "Hell yeah, I'm gonna get out of here, <laughs> man!" Yeah. And I was, I was down bad, bro. I was yeah. like, really go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, you said, there, you, said you were there for what eight months? Uh, yeah, but my parents, yeah, bro, just, like, so many times I would, like, so I was mainly looking in Dallas just because it was closer to Tyler. I can't even tell you how many times I drove up there for an interview just to Dallas and back. Yeah, yeah. Like, That's tough. The interview, pro- like, the job process, man, I don't wish that on anybody, bro. That was... No, nah, especially, like, if you, like, need a job and, like, nothing, yeah. like you said, nothing's kind of shaking, nothing's happening, like... Because it's not like you're just sitting there, like, waiting for something to come yeah. in. Like, you're actively going out and, and seeking opportunities and stuff. And, like, that's something with people our age. Like, I've talked to a ton of people, and it's kind of interesting. Like, majority of people, I feel like, don't really know what they want to do. Yeah. So, like, it's not like you're you're <coughs> specified in a certain industry or area or something. Like, like all right, this is what I want to do. And that, like, obviously narrows down your options. But if you're like, I have no clue, then that net is wide. Like you said, you're throwing it out to LinkedIn. You're like, hey, like, yeah, anything. I was, like, I was, there was at one point where I was even doing, like, just stuff that was, like, damn near, like, $15, $20 an hour. Just, mm-hmm. like, trying to get to, like, Dallas or Austin just yeah, so I can, like, just be get away from, my, like, my parents' crib, bro. Like, yeah. You know, you know how that stigma is. There's a yeah. very fine line. It's great to be back home. For like a month or two, yeah. And then you're like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I, I, I can't live out of here, yeah. dude. At the same time, it. man, like at the same time, like obviously, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't have to do that. So obviously, y'all's experience is a little bit different in terms of mindset and stuff, and actually doing it. But like, you save so much money, yeah. Like, for sure. and obviously, sure. like your parents put up with you and stuff, and like it's, it's a give and take. Like I'm assuming, like both y'all's parents expect you, but like, all right, like. Yeah, my parents like having me there, but they like having you, but at the same time they're like, all right, like, Yeah, they was definitely like, all right, bro. Like yeah. you need to make some shape. And at the same time, like if you're if you're working a job and, and living at home and stuff with your mom and dad and stuff, like like stack that money. Like use it wisely. Use that chance because yeah. like as soon as you especially in Dallas and Austin, man. I know rent is expensive. Yeah. So if you can if you can save that money while you're sitting there chilling in, at your parents' house and, and I say chilling, but like if you're at your living at your parents' house and stuff, like save that money for whether it be future rent or just utilities or even just money, like save whatever you'd be spending on rent. Act like you got rent. Throw that <coughs> in your savings. So whenever you move somewhere, then you're already kind of taken care of. Yeah. Like and and that's something. People always feel a way about it. Like, no, nah, I live with my mom and dad. And I just, like, I look at, like, dope. <laughs> like, good. Like, and obviously, Thanks you don't want it to be long-term. So but, much. like, at the same time, like, that is that is a great opportunity. And a lot, especially us, I mean, we went to All Saints and stuff. Like, our, our, our families have the ability to do that. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't have that opportunity. So, yeah, like, sure. if you have that opportunity to save, whether it be from 600 to $1,200 a month, like, save that acting like you've got rent to pay Throw that in savings, and then, like I said, with like you just moved to Austin, I know rent is crazy there. So, like, if you had that money set aside for future rent and stuff, like that is a a lifesaver. Yeah. Like, because then you're just chilling on it. It's almost like mailbox money. You already have stuff there <laughs> set aside, like coming in. Yeah. But like that, that's kind of interesting and stuff because I know rent is another thing, man. Like, I mean, I live with with Clayton and Jordan. I know obviously all y'all know them and stuff, but 
like we're 25, Jordan's 27, 26, 26. Yes. Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> yes. There's <laughs> age out there. No, <laughs> no, we can all. But it's also single ladies. Yeah, yeah. Very. Jordan too, Bates. Me too. Jordan, I told, I told, I think on the last episode, I was saying Jordan's going to be on there soon, so we got to get him on soon too. Yeah. Um, but that, I mean, that that goes in a whole other whole other thing in terms of, I think, I don't know. I, I think you should give us more advice because I, I don't know if you're watching. Are you looking for advice? Spencer's uh, facial hair makes him seem stupid. Yeah, he's facial hair advice, apparently. Yeah. I was asking Bryce earlier, I was like, man, this is this kind of itchy. This is the longest it's ever been. Bryce, how do you get past the itchiness of having a beard? No, you're just mad because your mustache was mad weak like two weeks ago. Why don't you shut the hell up? Man, that thing, I literally, because it was me, you, John, and uh, and Lyle, and you were sitting there, we, I, we were at whoever's house chilling, and like the lighting was a little off and stuff, and I look over there, and I thought it was a shadow. Like, it has to get like, the, shadow, <laughs> the shadow cast it over your face. Yeah, there's something going on. Uh, he's, he's Russell Westbrook for Halloween. All right. <laughs> Hashtag why not. All right, yeah. Yeah. Why not? No, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know free. I have a hormone disorder. <laughs> feel free to go ahead and roast me if you want. I guess you don't. You don't no, it's. I mean, uh, yeah, I think you're jealous. Facial hair. It's you know. It seems fair that I can't grow anything. Um, and my brother has a full beard. Yo, your brother's hairy. Logan's hairy, hairy dude. He also has a, a little bit of back hair. Uh, it's hard to throw you under the bus, Logan. But you get the good with the bad. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, that, and that's yeah. No, shout out Logan though. No, it's. Uh, it's okay. Maybe one day I'll be able to grow something. But uh, Boys, how long did it take you to grow that mustache? Pretty trim. Uh, yeah, I used you got a barber like, for it, or like you? No, nah, I did it myself. <laughs> <laughs> every every, every, hey, every Friday. No, nah, if you get like a haircut, sometimes they're like, "Hey, do you want us to shave your face and stuff?" I always I'm not. I'm not paying like, extra money for that. I'm just like, I'll do you got an electric? Uh, yeah. So I got some clippers that I like, don't give no shout outs for free. <laughs> we'll give no shout out they ain't sponsoring me. I ain't saying <laughs> brand. But, yeah, I got some clippers where I'll do like the boom boom, like all mm-hmm. around here on the sides and yeah. shit. Then I'll like trim right here, and then uh, I got like one of those actual razors, like the the straight blade, yeah. where it's like two. It's a blade on each side, where it's just one blade, like going on Gillette like, action. Nah, it's uh, no it's shout called, outs, Gillette though. No, no free shots. It's called a uh, bevel, but yeah, that, that was fire. Oh wait, that's what Joe Bunn used to talk about yeah. on his podcast. That's no, that was really fire, bro. Like really, really smooth. Like I don't really have a whole lot of bumps or nothing like that. But yeah, Spencer, where would you say Joe Budden ranks uh, all time rappers? All time rappers, top five. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's trolling, bro. Let's no, see if anyone's trolling. I'm trolling it all out. Chill out. So for those of you that don't know, you, you were there. No, you were there. This story is wild to me. So talking about the worst concert of all time. I mean, <laughs> to, to be fair, yes. But looking back at it, it was me, you, Clayton, and who? Luke Lee. Shout out, Luke. But <laughs> we were driving up to Dallas, and uh, we—I mean, we had concert tickets to Joe Budden. If that tells you anything about how our Friday, Joe Budden's a rapper. <laughs> He's a By rapper, first of all. That's a good thing. Podcast, podcast, like, who's podcast, I Joe Budden, yeah. terrible friend. So, <laughs> <laughs> no. So we were driving up to Dallas, and there was a uh, there was a, a thunderstorm and a tornado that came through, and we had like meet and greet passes. And uh, we pulled over to a hotel because it was so bad. The Mavs were playing a playoff game or something. So like, we were sitting there just kind of chilling, watching. And we're like, man, we're hungry. So we ran across the street to Popeye's. And like, I'm sitting there on Twitter, like in the line, just waiting. And Joe Budden, literally like 20 seconds, he was like, 
he's like, hey, the show's postponed. Like, if you got meet and greet passes, come at this time. And like, I just replied, I was like, hey, we're at Popeye's and we got the meet and greet passes later. Like, like, what do you want? And he replied within like two seconds. I was still in line. And he, he goes like a six count mild, LOL. I was like, bet. <laughs> so we pulled Wait, up so to the meet and greet. Yes, I was talking to him on Twitter while I was in line at Popeye's. Wow. Yeah, I cannot tell you. How excited Spencer was. He Bro, was like, that was crazy. He's like, oh my god, Joe Biden's responding. No. He wants chickens. He wants chicken. <laughs> he wants a six piece. He wants a six piece. Oh that was wild, though, because we walked up with the chicken, and like the security guard was like, you can't just bring that back there. I was like, no, it's for him. <laughs> he goes, okay. And he like, really brought it back there. And it probably, I mean, we sat there for like probably an hour. Um, and we, we wound up walking in there, and like, he was finishing off the biscuit. And like he was like licking his fingers. Like, first of all, that's weird. <laughs> Second of all, bigger, yeah. <laughs> no, he walked in and like he he honestly like he was super cool. Like we talked R and B. He had like a literally a bracket of like the hundred best R and B albums of all time. And like he handed ass in his phone. He's like, "What you think?" <laughs> and like we just sit there and talking about R and B. Yeah, you know, ass is the judge of everything. R and B. You're absolutely right. <laughs> He's got the strong R and B opinions. But, but no, we sit there and talk to him. I don't know, maybe like maybe ten minutes or whatever, and then we walk, hopped into the concert. And like, I like where I understood your obsession with Joe Biden. Not, no, in terms of cool bars, guy, like, cool guy. Cool in guy. terms of bars, like to me, in my opinion, like he's he's top tier. Like he can rap, and like obviously his content isn't for everybody. But like in terms of like the wordplay and stuff, like he can rap. Like he can rap, rap. Yeah, he got a couple of features. Though. Sure. Yeah, no, and like, and I get it. I mean, Joe Biden's literally the most random human being of all time to be a fan of. Like, I understand. <laughs> oh, not really with the podcast, though. Not really, no. Yeah, not with, and that's the thing, man. Like, it's kind of funny, like, watching him and being a fan of him and like <coughs> meeting him and stuff and hanging out with him and stuff for the 10 minutes that we had time with. Like, to see him now, he's got like almost 2 million followers on Instagram and stuff now. Like, knew I was a lot. fan of him before, like, yeah. and it's not like he's super popular or anything, but like, he's. I mean, if you say Joe Budden, someone's at least generally yeah. like, like, okay, he does, like, he has a show or something, right? But, like, I was a fan of his rap career, which is wild. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which didn't is wild. expect a Joe Budden, uh, Joe Budden conversation, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> here we are. But we, we are a podcast. Yeah, he's not even speaking of his podcast. I haven't tapped in, but uh, that's a whole nother discussion. But let's get, Lois, tell us a little bit about your, your fitness page. I know you started it. Uh, when did you? Yeah, start? how far? How far? Uh, so, I never really planned on it. It kind of just was something that came to me because, since like when I first moved to um, Austin, when I got that job in March or late February, I got there and I was like probably the worst physically I ever looked in my life. And I was like, <laughs> damn, bro, what the hell have you been on? Like, yeah, you look at yourself in the mirror like, ah, yeah, we're looking rough. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, damn, I need to start, like, uh, working out a little bit more. And then, like, there was a couple times in the past where, like, I would get into fitness, like, for a couple months at a time mm-hmm. and then quit. So, like, right before I went to Texas State in 2017, I was working out kind of seriously a little bit and then I stopped. But then... I started, like, kind of a a cut where, like, I was, like, tracking my food a little bit, you know, but I wasn't working out at all, and I would just eat, like, fast food, like, once or twice a day and fit in my calories and shit, <laughs> and so, yeah, I got, like, pretty cut looking right before I went to Texas State, and then within a week I got there, I was like, yeah, out the window. that's, that's for sure, for yeah. sure, and so then uh, when I got back to Austin 2020, I was like, all right, I'm going to go and do that again. I did it before, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to work out this time. 
And so I kind of was just like, I knew a, like the general gist of how to like do what you want to do if you're working out. Like, you know, if you want to lose weight, you got to track your calories and work out and stuff like that. Yeah, make sure you're but, uh, So yeah, I was like losing like weight and stuff. Yeah, but I was still kind of eating just like random stuff, like not getting enough protein, like going to the gym and just doing whatever I felt like doing that day. Yeah. Skipping a lot of leg days because I hated that. <laughs> yeah, so um, then whenever, so yeah, when I got my job and within like two or three weeks, COVID happened and like everything got shut down. Yeah. So I was uh, in this one bedroom by myself. Like we started working from home for a little bit mm -hmm. and my job was originally a contract for like three months and then it was like, they'll probably bring us on, you know, full time. But yeah. Since it happened during COVID, uh, they basically let all of us go. And mm -hmm. my lease, I, I, I made sure, like, I got a lease that was kind of short. It was only, like, three or four months because I yeah. was like, I don't want to sign a year lease, you know, and then, like, they cut me from That's the job and I'm just sitting here with, like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And, and what was your experience living by yourself? Because I lived by myself in Arlington literally right out of college for, like, Maybe about a year. apartment of all time. <laughs> literally, no, like, in, in the trap. But I'm gonna be over there. Uh, going back to my original question, what was your experience? Because like me, for me, like I'm a very social person and stuff, and like I don't think I realized how much I needed to interact with people and stuff like day to day. Because like you get home from work or something, and like and you, I mean you just kind of chill. I mean you're in Austin, so like it's a little bit different maybe, but like there's nothing really in Arlington to do. So, like, I was either going to Dallas or Fort Worth, like, every time to hang out with people and stuff. Yeah. And a lot of times, like, Monday through Friday or Monday through Thursday, like, I'm not going either way. Like, I'm just kind of chilling. And, you know, you, like, at least in my experience, like, you kind of, you got to get comfortable with yourself. Like, you got to, there's a lot of stuff you can't really run from. Like, and that taught me kind of how to be alone and by myself more so than before and stuff. Like, I always needed my own time and stuff, like, just to chill and be by myself because I'm pretty introverted, honestly. Like, I'm not I'm not extroverted at all. Like, Come on, no. No, no, I'm an Come introvert. Come on, no. No, 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 no. And, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a mix, but at the same time, an introvert. I'm super shy. An introvert means you get your energy from being by yourself. Okay. Extroverted is you get energy by being around people. I don't get energy from being around people. I love it and stuff. But at the same time, if I'm around people 24-7, I feel drained. Yeah, and I got to go and dip out and, like, just kind of be by myself for a while. <coughs> so yeah. that's what I mean whenever I sound introverted. But, like, at the same time, again, I'm kind of a mix between the two. And there's a certain right, there's a certain term. I don't know what it is. But, like, it's a mix between the two. And, like, I wasn't getting enough social interaction, I don't think, when I lived by myself in Arlington. So, like, I kind of felt away and it made me kind of reflect a lot and like learn a lot about myself so a long-winded way of asking you <laughs> but like what was your experience like how long did you live by yourself did you like what was that like for you uh I mean honestly I just am naturally good like chilling with myself yeah. like I've always been the type of dude where I can just be by myself at home all day mm -hmm. but I still definitely on the weekends at least like the yeah. you know do something Friday and Saturday and talk to people but I definitely don't have like a huge social battery where like every single day I'm just with people constantly, yeah. you know, like yeah. I definitely enjoy being by myself, but yeah, that lockdown was kind of crazy because there'd be That's some nice. weeks where like 
besides going to the grocery store, I would see maybe like one of my friends or some shit. Like, yeah. I maybe like go to the homies crib and play like 2K or something. Yeah. For a little bit, but like, yeah, it's just, it's kind of like mind numbing. Just mm-hmm. like on even on the weekends when you can't do nothing, because you know, yeah. usually you thinking like on the weekend y'all can finally like go out see some <laughs> yeah. stuff. And it was kind of like this at my parents' crib too when I lived there, because uh-huh. I did like. Most of my friends and shit, you know, they already moved off. And, like, a lot of the people that I knew in Tyler still, they weren't really, like, trying to always do something, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, there'd be a couple Fridays or Saturdays where I had to take the hill, and I'm like, just chilling the I just spent all week trying to find a job. Yeah. Now, bad. I was hoping, like, I could go out with some people or something. Yeah. 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 They're, like, they're like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm like, well, another night of just sitting here doing nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just sitting by myself outside. No, and I, I feel that and stuff because, like, again, like you're grinding all week and stuff, and you want to go and do something, like get out of the crib, like. Yeah. And I'm comfortable like chilling at home and stuff. Like, I don't, I don't want to go out every day. I don't want to go out every other day and stuff. But there's like there's a healthy kind of give and take and stuff. So like, if you want to go out on the weekend, but like, say all your friends are out of town or especially living in Tyler, like there really isn't much to do. Yeah. Like honestly, so like if if your group really is like, ah, you know, I'm kind of chilling this weekend and you're trying to go out. It's like, well, I guess I'm chilling. And like, you kind of forced to stay there and like stay in your environment and stuff. And that can, that can kind of suck. But yeah. And I mean, ask you can chime in whatever. Cause I know, yeah. I, <laughs> I know that that situation, cause you've been, you've been, you graduated, we graduated in 2019. Yep. After that basketball has been, has been, your goal you went overseas and played in Georgia and stuff and I mean that you don't we don't have to go into the process and everything and like in specific details but in terms of like living at home especially being in Tyler like what is that like for you well I mean it's in terms because I mean we're 25 yeah like, so do you no, feel it's not pressure ideal, it's like man sure. I'm 25 like I need to make something happen oh yeah I hate I, I, I hate being home not that like you know my parents are, are great yeah. and all that. My parents, you know, are great and all that. And it's it's just, it's like, all right, well, yeah, I feel like I'm supposed to probably have my own place. <coughs> Given the situation, I know it's, you know, but it makes no sense for me to go get an apartment for six months or whatever. But, uh, you know, Tyler's okay. I've had this conversation actually with like a few people. It's a place where... Like you need to leave. So like if you grow up in Tyler, you obviously know everybody, but then it's it's awesome to like leave and go live in a Dallas or an Austin or Houston. Somewhere. Somewhere. Like somewhere. somewhere. Fun, Literally some bigger else. bigger city. Yeah. And then Tyler's kind of the place you come back to. Mm-hmm. Like maybe when you're settling down, you have a family, you get married or whatever. Yeah. That's when you come back to. Like I no, I mean it's obviously not ideal. Uh but it's cool now because I have, you know, a good, a really cool friend group in Tyler. And then now, you know, obviously you can come up here and hang out. Uh, so I'm going to start charging you rent. So maybe yeah, you might as well talk about it. Like, it's <laughs> at least 100 a month or something. <laughs> we'll split it three ways. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe so. It's, uh, and that's interesting. I think I stand up here like every weekend. Whenever you settle down and all that, like literally every single person in this room is like is is single. Oh, <laughs> so, so like so we, far from that. <laughs> that I mean, maybe I don't know. I don't know who I was listening and stuff. But like, whenever whenever you're 25 and single and stuff, and like I mean you've got a roommate. You technically have roommates. I have roommates. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> Bryce doesn't have a roommate, correct, Bryce? Is that right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no roommates. Bryce, got, said, Bryce said no. Clayton Jordan doesn't have a mic. He said no. Um, but, like, at some point, you know, especially 25 for me, it was kind of interesting. I, I, I think I already kind of joked about it with you. I was like, I turned 25 in September and, like, woke up with back pain. <laughs> like, my yeah, lower back was tight. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so, like, it's kind of interesting to feel... Especially like whenever we had like like Matt and Lauren are already married and stuff and like all these engagements are already happening and stuff and I kind of talked about Quan or talked to talked to Quan about this and stuff like a lot of a lot of things are already kind of happening in people's lives like people feel like and that that kind of goes back to comparing and like feeling like it's almost like a race like I'm racing ahead to get. You know, I want to be 26, I want to be married, I want to have this job, I want to make this money, I want to have a kid by the time I'm this age and stuff. But everybody's, everybody's thinking that, I know you're saying you're, and I'm, I'm, I mean, obviously, like, I'm, I'm with you and stuff, but, like, at the same time, we, like, especially our age with social media and stuff, like, we get caught up in comparing everything we do. And, like, I, I take, I, anytime I feel like social media is, like, is making it, is kind of messing with my head and stuff like and I catch myself comparing and being caught up in what other people are doing and stuff I did bother with it so like it might be a couple of days it might be a week it might be a month like over the the break I want to say it was like from like March to June or something like, I took off for like three months I was just like I, like, I need to step out that's power right there dude and like and, more, yeah, and yeah. the fact that like I felt that strongly to step off of it for three months like tells me something's like okay like I'm validated in, in this need to step away because everybody like every day I don't know about y'all I'll be sitting at work and stuff like I'll I'll check Twitter I'll check Instagram and stuff like multiple times a day and like it, to me that's not how it should be we shouldn't yeah. like want to interact and like want to check everything all day every day yeah so like if I get to that point I'm different <clears throat> for however long I need I don't know for me it's, it's more like yes it's cool to keep up with people and like you can see what they're doing and yeah. and you know, all that stuff. It's a great way to, to be able to know what's going on in people's lives without talking to them every day. Yeah. But for me, it's more of just a time killer. Like, if I get bored, That's nice too, yeah. I just, like, pull it up, like, yeah. an Instagram reel or something on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I just go look, and, you know, that's how I get most of my news. I don't really... Which is wild. not watching like, the news. To older generations and stuff, like, that sounds wild. Yeah. But that's again, that's, that's my like news from Facebook now, so it ain't that that's wild for them. No <laughs> <That's laughs> Everything is wild. Well, technically, yeah, from my meta. understanding, Meta is like almost like a parent company. Facebook is just like a branch of it. So Meta is kind of overseeing everything. Facebook is one sector of it, but Facebook also, which I guess now Meta, Meta owns Facebook. It owns Instagram. I'm sure it owns Snapchat. I don't know what their situation is. WhatsApp. Yeah, so like Meta is that like that parent company that's only like Alphabet to Google. Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of interesting. But I don't know. That takes me into kind of the whole social media thing and especially taking a step back. Like I know you posted recently, like I haven't been very active on, on our podcast page and stuff. I, I literally logged in probably a few days ago and I saw you said you were stepping away from the whole fitness page and stuff and you've been very active on it like consistently like you're always like posting content and like helping feeding whatever posts and stuff on your stories like always postful or uh, posting insights and stuff like how to do this how to lose weight how to lean down and stuff and now you've taken a step back do you I mean can you say why that is is it more 
for your own sake, you have a lot of stuff going on. Is it just like, I, I'm kind of chilling on it for now? Like, what, what's, what's kind of been going uh, on? I say it's kind of a mix of, like, I got other stuff I want to focus on. And also just, like, I've never been the type to just constantly be posting on social media, you know? Like, I probably got, like, less than 20 Instagram pictures. And I made my Instagram in, like, either middle school or high school. Cause I've got, like, four now. I believe it. That's just never been my thing. So, like... Mm-hmm. The actual act of, like, making the content and stuff, that's just not really something I've always enjoyed, you know? Like, I would always, when I was posting, like, every day or every other day, I would basically, like, get home from the gym and work and then just be like, damn, I got, like, an hour or two before I got to post, so I got to figure something out. And I just, I got tired of that, man. So, like, yeah, Mm y'all saw I was posting every day, and then it would get to where it was, like, every other day. Mm -hmm. Then it would get to where it was, like, it would be like three days a week and on the weekend I'm like man I don't feel like doing this shit like yeah. right now so yeah yeah I just got to a point where I was like man like I'm just going through the motions at this point like of course what I'm saying is helpful but the way I'm presenting it to people mm-hmm. is not me putting a lot of effort into it so yeah. let me just chill take a step back cause I got a couple other things I want to focus on you know and yeah. if we already kind of like with how much we be on our phones and shit, you know, we already like just distracted by so many things. So like constantly. Too. Yeah, I wanna I wanna get back to where I can just focus on a couple things and like yeah. go in on those, you know. Yeah. Well you lasted a lot longer than I did. <laughs> I, I, I had a I had a fitness basketball. <laughs> yeah, I, girl, I forgot about that. For like three weeks and then I was like, Yeah, I don't really like uh making all this all these videos. Dude, yeah, that's the thing, like, bro. It's a lot, People don't it's realize a lot it, of work. It's a grind. Like, yeah. it seems easy and stuff. Like, I'll do this on social media and stuff. Like, they just post whatever. But at the same time, like, like that's work. Like, that. that's like, you got to be very intentional about what you're posting. You got to, like, convey a certain message and stuff, especially, like, in your, in your captions and stuff. Like, you want things to be good. And especially, like, I've learned that through editing, like, these videos and this podcast and stuff. Like, that's a process in terms of intentionality, putting it out like what you want to, what you want to put out and what you want people to receive and stuff like, so it's not just like, Oh, I'm gonna take this video and just post it immediately. And like, not yeah. think about what I'm posting. Like, especially for you, like you want all that fitness content to be helpful. Yeah. And like some stuff, especially man, like the fitness industry right now, everybody can post anything at any time. So you don't know like what's true, what's false, especially for yeah. people who are just kind of starting to get into it. So you have to be very aware of that and you have to know your stuff at the same time to be like, no, people don't need to see that. People need to see this and finding that stuff and at the same time creating content around it. Yeah, the thing is though, is like, I know I got the information. Like if you ask me any question about something fitness related, like I'm gonna put you on real game. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna Mm -hmm. bullshit you. But the people that's, most of the people that are big on Instagram and stuff like that in the fitness industry, they're really good at like convincing you, you know. And, yeah, like, just for like, sure. Faking because they shit. got six packs, they got biceps, yeah, they everything got everything you know about your diet is wrong. Yeah, yeah. and like, then oh. you trust them because it's like, oh, they look like that, like they they're doing something right. So like, I might as well listen to them and do what they're doing. But like, there's all types of dudes that are like, especially whenever it comes to like getting abs and stuff, like they're just slamming the abs and stuff. But like, once you once you hit your abs like a certain amount and stuff, you got you start getting deficiencies in your back muscles and stuff. And you gotta think about your hamstring tightness and stuff and your stretching and all that. Yeah. Like everything is kind of intertwined. So you can't just sit there and focus on one thing and just be like, oh I'm, I'm gonna get abs or like I need I need a bigger chest and stuff. Like 
if you just slam chest and biceps and stuff, <coughs> you're going to have all types of deficiencies that leads to injuries, that leads to setbacks in your workouts and stuff like And people don't really see that in people's Instagrams and stuff. They just see the content. They're like, oh, this dude's doing these amount of curls and stuff in this workout routine, and he's been talking about it for a while. I'm going to do that same thing. Everybody's body is different, too. Yeah. Like, you can't do the same thing everybody else is doing and expect the same results. Like, you got to approach your workouts different. Your diet is definitely completely different. Like, everybody's body reacts to everything differently. So, like, you can't just see an Instagram page and be like, all right, yeah. yeah a lot of this is going to work for me. It's like, a lot of it's going to look at somebody and be like, oh, man, you know, they're super cut, yeah. got a six pack, got this body type. It's like, I don't want to look like that. But you might have to starve yourself or constantly be doing and we cardio don't realize and running. Because that, that's not healthy. Yeah, no. It's just, <laughs> I, I know like it, you just might not have the body for it. Now, mm-hmm. you can still be super fit and very, yeah. you know, cut or big or whatever. But some people might be like, oh, well, I want to be huge. Like, you know, Schwarzenegger and Commando yeah. or something. That's not happening You can't, me. yeah. My body type is never like, and that's something I've had to kind of just accept. Like, my ideal body weight, I think, is around... 175 anything above that like it's just like it doesn't like i'm just naturally supposed to be a little bit leaner and like just getting comfortable and understanding your body type and like who you're supposed to be isn't isn't that instagram model with 30 million followers and stuff like with the cut abs and lean and stuff like that's not like that's not for everybody if everybody could do that and everybody was seeing results and stuff everybody would go and do it yeah. Like it's just and not I'm like the exact opposite. Mine, yeah. Like for me to stay at 190 is mm-hmm. a struggle. Yeah. Like I've got 200 is like very comfortable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so like it's just yeah. You know, you're built differently. Well, I want to do a PSA and let everybody know that 99 percent of these huge ass dudes on Instagram you see with like a six or eight pack, they are on PEDs. <laughs> for sure. Like it for is. Sure. It is damn near impossible. Like. So, like, each person for their height and, like, kind of, like, their measurements, like, it, it has to do with, like, your wrist or something like that. Like, you can kind of look up online, like, genetically what's the most, like, weight you can put on and still be lean and shit like that. And, like, a lot of these dudes are just ridiculous. Like That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, look at my wrist, bro. Like, my wrists are skinny. Yeah. And that's what I tell people. is like, I look at my wrist and I look at, like, my ankles. Those are always, for whatever reason, like, in a siding kind of, like, you look at those and you're like, all right, like, my body can't expand beyond a certain point. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't need to. Like, sure, like, maybe I want to be huge and, like, jacked and stuff, which, I, I mean, I really don't. But at the same time, like, <coughs> people like me and stuff who are built similarly can do that and be like, I want to be 210, I want to be athletic, I want to have six-pack, I want to be able to bench this, bench that. But, like, odds are, realistically, that isn't in your genetics. That's yeah. not physically possible for you, nor should you want it to be physically possible. You just should be able to accept kind of your limitations and stuff and be like, all right, this is for me, this isn't. And just like, and just rock with it. Yeah, but like, everybody has, your your main goal really should be to just, if you get into bodybuilding, just reach your personal genetic potential. Like, Facts. Yeah. everybody's abs are going to look different. Everybody's like chest is going to look different. Everybody's legs are going to look different. But if you put in, like, a year or two of, like, hard-ass work where you, like, actually, like, on the right diet, doing the right lifts and stuff, you will look ridiculous no matter what. Like, yeah. you, you, of course, you're not going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but, like, 
if you compare yourself to a normal person, you're gonna look huge. You know what I mean? So, so like, yeah, don't be trying to be worried about like some dude on Instagram who took steroids and like yeah. his liver is destroyed and like his. It's your, it's your own personal. Yeah, that's what it becomes. Like, and I'm much more comfortable now, like with my workouts and, and fitness and all that stuff. Like in college, I was very OCD about it, and I was well, I can't eat this, I can't do this, and I can't. Well, this is going to have this effect on me, and I, you know, I don't want to do that. And now it's like, well, as long as I'm seeing improvement <coughs> in the weight room and like, you know, in basketball and things like that, it's like that's good, and I can still have fun. I don't have to like be really cut or have a six pack all the time or have like abs and all this stuff. It's like, you know, you, you just as long as you're seeing improvement and you feel good and you feel healthy, and it's you know, it's kind of all you're that's the main about. thing. And honestly, in that I mean, that's exactly what y'all are saying. It's just being comfortable with yourself and like accepting yourself, like just because at the same time, like. Every single person in the entire world is going to have an opinion on how you look. If you listen to, if you try to listen to all of them, that's going to mess with your head. Like you can't be everything to everybody, nor should you want to be everything to everybody. You got to listen to yourself and be like, all right, this is who I want to be. This is how I want to be. And then once you really start tapping into that, that's when the people that are going to support you regardless, they're going to come out and be like, all right, I like you for you because you are being you. Like, I, if, if someone is trying to be somebody else, you can always tell. Like, you can always tell. It's like, all right, this person, like, they're kind of this, they're kind of that. Like, you can see, and, like, this is not out of, out of judgment or anything, but, like, you can see people when they're kind of insecure and they're trying to move a certain way and fit in with a certain crowd and stuff. It's like, ah, they're not being them. But if you see someone moving with, like, complete confidence in themselves and just be like, hey, I love me. Like, everybody automatically is either, one, very attracted to them in terms of, like, just wanting to be around them and their energy and stuff, or they're completely opposed to it because these people don't have that. They're like, oh, this person is super confident. They're all this. They love themselves, but I don't. So I'm going to lash out at them. I'm going to come at them. I'm going to hate on them. I'm going to talk behind their back and stuff because they don't know what that feels like. And like, I mean, that that's kind of both sides of the, the, the coin, I guess. But at the same time, like, if you're already being confident and stuff, People talk behind your back and stuff, like it don't matter. It really just doesn't. Because you're so comfortable with yourself. Again, everybody's got an opinion. If you're not listening to anybody else's opinion about you except yourself, that puts you in a much better mind space in terms of just just flowing and just being and stuff. Because like it's exhausting caring about what everybody thinks. You can't do that. Like your mind isn't made that way. And that again going all the way back to kind of the social media stuff. Like if you're caring how many likes you get and how many people replying your posts and all this and stuff, like you're going to be worn out. <laughs> like you're just going to be worn out. Like it's going to wear you down and stuff. And like, that's just not as humans, how we're kind of supposed to be. I wanted to ask you, Louis, what is, <laughs> what is the funniest memory you have of Aston? Are we recording again? <laughs> yes. Oh, sorry. Okay. I mean, it's been recording. Uh, so. What's the funniest story you have of Aston at any point? This could damn right. I'll put me on the spot. On the spot. On the spot. Don't expose me. Man. You can expose him, but like, no, don't. you do not <laughs> expose him with with kindness. The details that you think are sufficient to put out. <laughs> Jesus, I don't like this segment. <laughs> Currently, man, I don't know why. I just like 
Man, this man, when he said, yeah, I think I might have an eating disorder. <laughs> That's for real probably the funniest shit you ever said, bro. And obviously, obviously. Get this man hell for eating, bro. bro. Like, like oh and, 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 and again, it's like I had like, a second or third stomach. I just like, I don't know where we go. <laughs> we were talking before we started recording. So that I, I talked about my coupon, my yeah. Whataburger coupon, where I could get a free Whataburger with my meal. And that was Clutch. that was no problem. Clutch. That was like a, a pre-game huge. meal. I mean, that's a necessity. But I would go to Cane's <coughs> and get a Caniac. So that's like six chicken fingers, like a bunch of fries. You're getting double toast. Too. Double oh, yeah. toast. For sure. Coleslaw? Are you kidding? Yeah, no. no, 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 no we, don't we don't eat the slaw. No, uh, so I'd get, you know, double fries or whatever. But then I had the car, and I could get a box combo with that, too, for free. Which a box is like, what? How that's many? four. Four chicken So strips. this is like 10, ten strips. Ten strips. strips. Double french fries. Triple french yeah, fries. Maybe three, double toast. french fries. <laughs> three, three pieces of toast. And just, uh, I mean, a, a, like a truckload of cane sauce. <laughs> uh, this could sweet, sauce, like it, it would feed a family of four. Legitimately, it actually could. Yeah. And I'd eat it in one sitting. I'd go home and on then Sunday. Go hoop or something. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. And I was telling them that's. I think I still have a little acne, but I had bad acne in in high school, and I think it was just chicken grease. <laughs> <laughs> Just chicken grease. Oh, like, man. It was like, greasy ass dude. Man. Now I'm on this fitness shit, I couldn't even imagine eating that much food at one time. Right? It feels wild. Like, yeah. like, and I don't, I don't think I, and it's not like I'm, it's probably I didn't have a heart attack when I was in high school. <laughs> I won't say anything. <laughs> but like, you know, like I, 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 I can eat way less now than I did. Like, obviously, I mean, that if you're putting out, like, stuff and, like, I mean, we were always playing two, three sports at a time and stuff and, like, just really, like, being active and stuff. But, like, I, like, I look back at the amount of food I used to eat and was like, holy hell. <laughs> yeah. We would eat so many like, cookies. Anytime, like, someone yes. would spend the night at someone else's house. It'd be 30 make... cookies between three of us. Yeah, we was a cookie them. monster, bro. you eat any cookie, bro. Like, <laughs> damn skippy. Cookie monster. Look, man, I gotta say it. Those fucking... Those cookies, like, you know where they, like, really soft? The, with soft the icing on the icing. I hate them hoes. Ashton would kill a whole box of them hoes, bro. <laughs> I didn't even like them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just <laughs> fuck it. It used to be, like, those those mini muffins. Like, yeah. a mini muffin. <laughs> and then he would, he'd put <laughs> the whole thing in his mouth. And he'd be like, I compress it with my tongue. And then I'd just swallow it up. <laughs> like, dog, you used to be on one in terms of <laughs> That's food. why I never had cavities. I didn't chew anything. I just kind of swallowed it. <laughs> Gosh, bro. That's wild. But when did you, like, really, I mean, you started the fitness page and stuff, and you started, like, trying to pursue, like, different things and stuff in terms of bettering yourself. Was there, like, a certain point that that happened? Or was it just kind of, like, over time, you're like, uh, I'm seeing these things, like, I need to, to get better in these areas? Or, like, what was that like for you? Uh... I guess I would kind of say, like, towards the end of college, you know, I was talking about, like, I had to move back in with my parents and shit. Like, yeah. I said earlier, you know, like, I've always been kind of lazy because just my life has been so comfortable that, like, yeah. I know I, I know I always got a baseline where, like, I'll never you get too bad. Yeah. yeah, like, at the worst, like, like, if my life completely turned out how I didn't want it to be at the worst, 
I just retired at 65 with my 401k, you know, like I got a wife yeah. and kids, like the <clears throat> regular American dream, you know, but like, obviously I don't want to do that shit, but I just know like my worst is never going to be like the worst as bad as it can get for some other people. Right. So kind of, there's a lot of times where I'll get kind of stagnant, but mm-hmm. when I was like towards the end of my, at Texas State, you know, and then like leave, moving in my parents and stuff, that was probably like just that's when I hit the point where I was like, damn, bro, like, what's going yeah. on right now? Like, yeah, this shit is terrible, bro. Like, I got to get out of here. And then I guess just whenever I started, like, doing the fitness stuff for that last time, last year in 2020, like, I kind of was just like, all right, well, I guess this time I'm just not going to give up. Like, mm-hmm. my main Before goal so. was, like, I just want to get down to where I can see my abs. That's all I kept thinking about, you know? And yeah. then, like, I, over that whole, like, year or two, I just... There was a lot of times where, like, I would get to a point where, like, I'd be going just hard as hell for, like, a couple weeks a month, and I'm not seeing mm-hmm. the results on and I'm like, yeah, damn, bro, like, is this shit even worth it? Like, Darn, that's part I, of it. What am I doing right now? And then I just would be like, all right, nah, chill out. Like, yeah. you already said you're not quitting, so let's just find another way, like, take yeah. a break or something and just try something different. That's a, that's a big part of it, I think, for a lot of people, especially people who are either uncomfortable with their weight or like what they look like and stuff and are heavier than they want to be and stuff. And they'll like, they'll get after it and they, they'll initially those <laughs> results come in fast. Like yeah. you start seeing results super fast, but that plateau, that initial plateau, cause it's going to happen. Yeah. Like you, you say you lose 15 pounds in like two weeks and then for the next five weeks, you don't see anything that, yeah. that kills people. They're like, I've been, I've been grinding. I've been doing the same thing. Like what's going on? And they don't understand like, that's how our bodies react to stuff. Like yeah, you're gonna plateau. Yeah, like you just got to keep pushing through that stuff. Like push through the plateaus, and like you're gonna find it again at some point. You're gonna like your body's gonna catch up and be like, all right, like let's keep going. Like as long as you give yourself a chance, like put yourself in a position to be successful or put yourself in a position to to reach your goals. Like that's the only way you can ever reach them. Like if you if you like say you hit the plateau. And you've been grinding for three weeks and you're not seeing anything, you dip out, of course you're not giving yourself a chance. Like you're not gonna lose weight leaving and like stopping all that work and stuff. As long as you're working out and continuing pushing through and stuff, you at least have a chance. Like you at least have a chance. And like, yeah, that shit sucks and stuff. Like grinding for months at a time and not seeing any results is brutal. But it's all a it's all a mental game. Yeah. And that's what I was talking about Quan with the last time we talked, is like everything in life really is a mental game. Like being dedicated to things, being disciplined about yourself, being at work, like focused and grinding and stuff, all that's mental. Working out is mental. That's all it is. Like, and I know, I know we were talking, said. we've been talking about David Goggins and stuff. And like, you see that, like all of his stuff is mental. Like, yeah, he's a, he's a freak. Like he can do everything physically, but that's because of his mental. Like he's not mentally weak and stuff. He pushes past all these obstacles and barriers and stuff so that he can reach the physical. If your mental isn't right and you aren't like completely locked in and and you're looking for ways out, you're never going to get there physically. Yeah. Like you can be working out and stuff every day, but like like we had talked about before with Jordan and I, like we were working out probably weights six days a week the entire summer. Like we were grinding, but at the same time, like sure we had it mentally to go in and work out, but at the same time, we needed to take a step back. Like we weren't thinking through it. Like 
our bodies need time to rebuild muscle. If we're, if we're lifting weights six days a week and we're tearing down all that muscle, we have to give our bodies time to recover. So it's not only like pushing past, like just being tough and like getting after it and stuff. It's coming about in a smart way. Like what's the most efficient way that I can go out and reach my goals and stuff. Cause I know Jordan and I like, we grinded and we really didn't see the difference. <laughs> so like, we were like, screw it. Like we're, we're still grinding. Like we're going for work. We're like, you know, like we can't sit still and stuff. Like we can't just sit there and not do anything. But at the same time, if we would have sat back and thought about it kind of through the, the mental <coughs> side of things, like what's the best way to go about this? And like you have to be kind of self-critical and observe yourself. Like, all right, what do I want to do and what the, what's the best way to do it? Yeah, there was actually a point where I was doing the same shit. I was working out like six Too days much. a week, yeah, doing cardio like four days a week. I was doing abs every single day, like mm-hmm. eating a low-ass amount of calories, bro, like just banging my head against the wall and then like I wasn't seeing what I wanted to see and I was just like damn what the hell is wrong yeah like, like dude I'm putting in all this work what's happening yeah. and then you get down on yourself like ah oh, screw it like yeah. if I can't if I'm not seeing results now how could I ever honestly the calorie counting is by yeah. far the worst part nah bro it's easy as hell once you get into it's it it's easy but it's just I've never done this it ruined yeah. my eating because for a while and until I was like alright well it doesn't you know I gotta just stop thinking about it because I became very aware of like what kind of calories, like how many calories and how much fat and how much sugar and all that stuff was in whatever I was eating. And then I couldn't eat it. Like I would just feel terrible while I was eating. I was like, this is gross. Like, why are you eating this? You know, it's so bad for you. Why are you like doing this? And I don't know, it took a while for me to be like, it's all right. You can you can have pizza or yeah, you yeah. can have like something and know that it's not the best for you and not <coughs> not gonna be great on the calories and all that. But and that's that's crucial. Strict. That's crucial coming into Thanksgiving because for a lot of people, yeah. like Thanksgiving throws people off. So I'm going yeah. hard. Yeah, I'm going yeah, G like I'm tearing it up, bro. But at the same time, people come into it like. I, I only need to eat a certain amount. Like I can't, I, I can't eat the mashed potatoes. Just so I have small naps, so I don't want it anymore. Yeah, and like, like, dude, like, let go of it. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Like, nothing in life is that serious. Like, so what? Eat a whole if you pie. can't see your abs eat after a day of just slamming food, yeah. Like, you're not supposed to. But you can't be on yourself and down on yourself. Like, if you're like enjoying Thanksgiving with your family and friends, like. Just let yourself have fun. It's okay to not be able to be at your peak 24-7. You're not going to be at your physical peak 24-7. Like, it's just not possible. You just have to deal with your aunts and uncles being like, you know what? Yeah. Aston doesn't look super ripped today. Aston (laughs) Aston ain't all the damn back. You know what I've noticed? The biggest thing I was concerned about today is how Aston's body looks. It doesn't look as good as I thought. Nobody's it worried about yeah, that. Yeah, no one like, you're shit. the most worried about your own physical body, more so than anybody else. Yeah, yeah. that's really all that matters is that you you care about how you look. But I do kind of feel like it's a happy medium though, because there is. I feel like a lot of people nowadays, like they kind of just they tell people that they should just be able to do anything they want, like look how yeah. they want stuff like that. You know, I definitely like, agree. You need to you need to care about how you look, but if you've done 
all you can do to like look the best that you can look, then you should stop being worried, you know? Exactly. It, there's definitely a healthy balance in there because like, like you're saying, like, and, and this is again, kind of want to be careful how we approach this, but there's definitely a healthy, like being healthy is one thing and being comfortable with how you look and stuff. Like, of course, not everybody's meant to be just freaking yoked and super in shape and stuff. But like at the same time, if you're not even overweight, because overweight is kind of, to me, that's pretty flexible in terms of BMI and stuff. But like, if you are putting your physical health at risk because of, of your physical aspect and where you are right now, you have to look at yourself and be like, all right, like, yeah. how can I love myself and how can I take care of myself more? right now than anything and like of course you should be comfortable and, and like love yourself and stuff but if you truly love yourself and like love where you're at you want better for yourself yeah exactly and if you if if you aren't tending to those needs in order to be healthy and be active and be doing things to give yourself energy and give yourself life and take negative health risk facts out of the picture I, I would almost argue that you don't really love yourself. Yeah. And that and again, that's a sensitive kind of area and stuff, and I understand that and everyone's situation is different. But at the same time, like you you need to care about your own health. Yes, you should absolutely be comfortable with your, your physical appearance. Yes, you should absolutely not care what anyone thinks, but at the same time, you have to care about you. Yeah. Like your health what you think and what you think you look like and stuff, you have to take that into consideration. Yeah, I definitely don't think people should, like, their friends and then people who aren't even their friends and barely know them should not be enabling them to, like, At keep all. doing the same stuff. At all. Like, that's just... And that's one thing, like, our friend group, like, we keep it real. <laughs> like, like we, we really aren't afraid to really roast anyone and, like, like, I mean... And that, that comes from all areas and stuff. It's like not even not even all the time roast people, but like sometimes, you know, like a little <coughs> playful fun and stuff like that. Hey, oh, like, no, it's, it's pretty much all the time. But there's, <laughs> it's, there's, it's also, all the time. <laughs> there's also ways to approach that from like, from like, from a way that makes them feel like you actually care. Like yeah. sometimes roasting can get kind of manipulated and confused in people's minds yeah. in terms of how they receive it. But if like, if it's coming from a place of like, hey, well, like I'm your homie, like I'm looking out for you. And all, jokes, kind of all jokes have some truth. You gotta have some truth. The best jokes have the truth. In yeah. But if there, like actually something was going on and like one of us needed to, to call somebody out or say something or address I guess a, an issue or problem uh, that we see, mm -hmm. like, you know, you have those conversations and that's actually one of the few times we have serious facts, like, talks, facts. Uh, yeah. But I mean, <coughs> I think that's, that's part of it is like having a friend group or a peer group that keeps you in check and keeps you in line. Yeah. Doesn't let you get too high or too low. Facts, never too high, never too low. <laughs> I, I've definitely had to work on, like, I always want the best for my friends, but maybe the way I communicate it is a little too harsh sometimes, you know? Yeah. Like, and, dude, that's that's really yeah. how, like, how our group, especially in high school and stuff, that's how we kind of operated. Like, yeah. we operated on the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, we'd be roasting everybody, and sometimes whether, even if we were kind of concerned, 
it'd come out of Moodle Rose. Like, yeah. and I'll cut this I'm part out. I'm pretty sure I've said, like, I've said this to you. You don't have to cut this. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, you look bad sometimes, and I'm like, God, you look like shit. Damn. Like, I'll just walk in, like, and maybe you'd been out drinking or something the night before, yeah. but I'll be like, man, you look terrible. You look like hell. And you're like, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, internally, obviously, I know. One second, yeah. and he's like, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, yeah, no, they, and that's, you know, and obviously because we've grown up together and, like, have that type of relationship and stuff, like, we know what too much is, and, like, we know kind of, the, there's, a, there's a line at some point, it's different for every friend group, it's different for every person, but, like, there's some line where you have to know when... Like, you know, kind of giving a hard time is okay. And when it's more time to be, like, a support. Well, you can tell by someone's reaction, too. Yeah. You know, if you're joking with your friend and they're laughing and all that. But if you joke somebody and they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. maybe not maybe not the right time. Man. Yeah. In the past, I'll probably be, like, they just being, like, sensitive or a pussy or something. Why are you being a bitch? Uh, <laughs> I, I had to learn, you know, just some yeah. people, like, they don't. They don't operate and they don't move that way, so that don't mean you should just like be yeah. like, no, I'm gonna keep acting the same. You know, you gotta. Not everybody's got that like the thickest skin. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, with everything, like my dad was super hard on me when we were playing sports. Most of my relationships involve like just dumping on each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at some point, so you know, I feel like I've got pretty thick skin, and that can lead me to be probably not the most sensitive person same. to other people's same. feelings. And that's that again. I mean, I know we talked post recording about this, but like kind of jumping into in a Kobe, like, I, and this is obviously this kind of a big leap right now, but I mean, we discussed it before, and like <coughs> Kobe had the skin that is only cut from a certain cloth. I don't know that. And like him and Jordan are the only two that have ever been cut from that type of cloth yeah. in terms of like that mentality and that killer instinct and that like that I don't care about anything except winning. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to go to go get it and to go win and stuff and like the thick skinness and like that made me view him as being indestructible. Like indestructible. No matter he's shooting free throws with a torn Achilles. Nobody does that. Yeah. That's not normal. Like I tore my ACL, I wasn't walking. Like I like I had to have people carry me off the court. And this dude tore his Achilles and nailed two free throws and walked on his own strength back to the locker room. So, like, that type of mindset. And, and whenever, whenever I want to ask y'all if you remember, because I know I did, and, like, I know y'all two were huge Kobe fans, much bigger than me. Like, I respected his game and stuff. I wasn't ever – I wouldn't call myself a fan. I didn't catch myself watching his games. Yeah, I watched his last game ever and stuff because, I mean, that's a huge moment. But, like – Y'all were Kobe fans. Y'all admired his game. Y'all watched him. Y'all made a point like, oh my gosh, like, do you see what he's doing? Like, here, his footwork and all this and stuff, especially, I mean, you, like, molding basketball moves after him and stuff. But, like, do y'all remember where you were whenever you found out Kobe Bryant was dead? So, was this in 2020? That was yes. 2020, yes. First part of 2020. I want to say it was, like, maybe February or something. February, yeah. Damn, so that was like right when I had just moved to Austin, I guess. But I don't remember exactly where I was, but I do remember I was like online all day seeing it, and I was yeah. just like trying to see like if it was actually real, like is there a real confirmation? 
And then once I saw the TMZ report, I was like, yeah. damn, like, out of all the people, out of all the accidents, like, how the hell did that happen? I mean, that's what I, I started thinking. I was like, man, if there's a helicopter crash and Kobe Bryant is onboarded, he's going to survive. He'll be the only person that survives. He might jump out and land or something like that. He might break every bone in his body, but that is just going to survive. That's crazy. And I remember, because, like, I was, I remember exactly where I was, and I, I was having this conversation just the other day, like, Someone asked me, like, hey, do you do you know where you were when Kobe died? I was like, yes. I was sitting in, in my apartment in Arlington. I was at the computer doing, like, schoolwork and stuff. And I, I took a break, and I jumped on Twitter and stuff. And, like, I saw in the, the trending stuff, it was like, hashtag RIP Kobe. And I was like, all right, what's this? So I clicked on it, and, like, I started seeing it and stuff. And people were like, oh, yeah, no, nah, like, this is all fake news and stuff. So I, I like, I saw it very, very early. And, like, yeah. I was concerned enough. Like, I, I kept refreshing. I saw more and more coming in. And I, I remember I texted the group chat. I was like, hey, I I think I think Kobe might have died. And everybody, like, I know you replied. He's like, no, he didn't. Like, relax. And I was like, no. Like, you said it's TMZ. And I was yeah. Like, no. I, was I was sitting like, in my living room. I was like, no, I think he's, I think he died. And yeah. obviously... Everything that comes with it. I didn't leave my apartment the whole rest of the day. I don't, I don't remember if I ate or anything. Like I just I remember sitting on the couch and like sitting there thinking about it. it was like, there's no way, right? Like Kobe? It's just like not Kobe. Like anybody else, like, yeah, yeah, like I probably get it. And like someone is asking, he's like, Yeah, well, like what if MJ died right now? I was like, nah, MJ's in his sixties. Like, but Kobe just retired. He's got two young girls, he's got a wife and stuff. Like his post career life was really just starting. Like he was writing books. He was doing all these short films and animations. So like he was like yeah exactly like he was really just starting in my opinion. He was really just starting to find himself. Yeah, and that was an extremely dope experience to see Kobe like find these things in himself and like actively pursue them outside of basketball because he was he was a killer in everything. Yeah, like he won an Oscar. Like what a year after retiring? Like who does that? Yeah. Well. It was interesting for me because it was like, all right, this guy's whole entire life is basketball. It's well everything. noted. Everything. He didn't go out. Yeah. He didn't, you know, had a family and all that stuff. But, like, his main thing was, like, how can I beat everybody I play in <laughs> yeah. basketball? That is yeah. an obsession. It's what drove him. And then him transitioning from, okay, what do I do to be the best basketball player in the world and beat everyone to, all right, well, what do I do now? That's mm-hmm. over. My What I've been doing my entire pretty much life for the last 20-something years, you know, longer than 30 years, was basketball. What, where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. And that resonated with me because, you know, basketball's always been a big part of my life and stuff, and obviously – my dad's coach and we played and in college it was like I said OCD obsessive that level yeah it was like all right well I've got to be better I've got to do this and so I was like now and I'm still playing but it's it's like all right well this will end at some point so how do you transition and so that's why it was really cool for me to see how he was doing it and what he was getting into and all the different areas business with the body armor and all that mm-hmm. and doing the short films and you know obviously he was investing a lot of time with his kids and uh so 
I mean, that shit is that terrible, was man. The it most was, seamless yeah. transition to post-professional basketball. Like, whenever you're that level, that was the most seamless transition I've ever seen. I mean, we might ever see. It's a competitiveness. Tom Brady's going to do it great because he's already, I think, he's already transitioning to his post Football life, you see it in his commercials yeah. and like just his persona. Yeah, it's not like his marketing. Shit, no. Yeah, exactly. He and might that, that ten years though, he, he might free. But at the same time, I think he's already kind of prepping for it after, yeah. and you can tell. That's but like, like he's doing a great job. Shit, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of the post, the tail end of his career move. Even kind of with LeBron, like he's like moving to LA and like he's been active in businesses and all that. I mean, he was in a movie and all that. But like, with Tom Brady, it feels a little bit different because while he was with the Patriots for so long, all he cared about was football. You don't see commercial with Tom Brady. You don't see him on Twitter. You don't see him investing in cryptocurrencies and stuff. You don't see him actively. You don't see him on the Manning cast. Like he's not doing that unless he's kind of preparing for his life after football. Yeah. And I think... Now he's got TV 12. He's kissing his dad on the mouth. And it's something. He's still flinging that dad rock, though, man. He's yeah. nasty, man. He's nasty. It's nuts. So it's kind of cool to see, you know, like, people of that level, especially kind of understanding now. It's like, okay, we've seen these generations, and I don't want to hate on Michael Jordan, but he struggled with his transition after basketball. He's still involved in it. He's owning a team. You see him courtside every game and stuff, but like, I don't know what he's doing outside of that in terms of fulfillment. I saw him, and I, again, this isn't to hate on him. He's gambling, and like, you see him at these golf tournaments and stuff at 7 a.m., and like, he's got a coffee cup with shades on, and like, he's inside. Like, like that dude's eyes, you can see it in his eyes. Liver failure shows itself whenever your eyes start turning yellow. I think I have seen that. On yes. Now, when you look at his eyes, they've well, been yellow. Hey, that's not... That's the greatest of all time. Let's not even... Yeah, that's the GOAT. Uh, don't even say it. Don't, don't even say it. That's the GOAT. Bro. I think no, there is something to be said about people, and not everyone obviously is a world-class athlete or the best of all time. <coughs> one of the best, you know, Kobe, Second best your, of your Jordans, your Brady, Manning, all those dudes. But I think competitive people end up being the most successful. I, I, that doesn't, I mean, that I doesn't mean you have to be cutthroat. That doesn't mean you have to be uh, an asshole. That doesn't mean you have to be any. But the people who are the most competitive and then say, okay, this is what I want to do. This is Here's my passion. Here's whatever. I'm going to do the best of this that I can. And if there's somebody that I have to compete against, I'm going to beat them. I'm just going to beat them. Whatever I have to do, you know, and it's not, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to rob. You know, it's none of that. It's just, I'm just going to put my head down, do whatever I have to do, grind it out, and I'm going to beat you because I'll outwork you. Those people are going to have the most success every single day of the week. And it, that's that's an interesting kind of segue into this because that's something like in in business I see all the time. Like the most competitive people, of course, are like going to make the most money and stuff, but Whenever you reach that level of success in business, you're going to be treating people negatively along the way. You're going to. That's a that's that is a prerequisite to. I don't say anything. I don't even think it's just business. No, I agree. I agree. Because that's what I'm know, saying. You guys know. Y'all know me forever. I'm super competitive, and I'm sure there's lots of people who are like that dude's a jerk. <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah, a, he's a straight up. 
not even in basketball. Like, in one of my biggest regrets from college, like I said, it was an obsess- obsessive thing for me. It's like, I want to be really good. I want to beat everyone. I would go into practices and go into, like, working out on my own with the mindset of, all right, I'm beating this person today, or I'm beating this person. It was people I was going to play against. And so at Wheaton, I would bet 80% of the people I met were like, As- that acid dude's an asshole. Like, why is he so short and doesn't talk and doesn't like, you know, he's not very nice when we go talk to him in the weight room or in the, in the, on the court or whatever. Because when I was doing something involving basketball, I would just completely kind of lock down and just not acknowledge anybody else. And it's just... Yes, there's a negative perception to it, but at the same time, once you find that balance of, yes, I can be competitive and I can be, you know, somewhat cutthroat, but see, I guess, the places where I have to be um, sociable and you have to balance that out. You can't always be, well, I'm going to beat you or I'm going to beat this person or I can't, like, acknowledge someone else or I can't do this. It just there's a there's a fine line and it you know in basketball at least it took me a long time to figure out and like find that balance because I, I was all or nothing I would just be yeah. full social mode or I would be full like I'm locked in don't talk to me don't you know I don't want to have any conversation I don't want to do anything yeah but what I'm focusing on right now no one gets anywhere by themselves either. Not to get off on a tangent here, but <laughs> this is a tangent. I don't Come understand on, what Scotty Pippen is doing me recently either, bro. because me he's either. saying all the stuff I didn't like how the last dance was portrayed. And and I think before he started saying all this, if you ask anybody who knows any sort of thing about basketball or even people who don't know basketball, hey, what do you think of Scotty Pippen? I'm like, oh man, what a great player, yeah. what a great team, yeah. like such a good defender. But now it's like, bro, Jordan was getting all the attention then. He's the best player. Yeah. He's getting the attention now. I- I'm sorry. No, you're awesome. Scotty Pippen's one of the best, probably 40 basketball players of all time. For sure. Top 40. But. Top 50, somewhere in there. It was Michael Jordan's team. It was Michael Jordan's rings. Now, those guys, obviously you can't do it without them. And Pippen was a huge part of it. But Elite. the <laughs> interest of the story and the intriguing part of the story is Michael Jordan and his dynamic. And my guy's been living that since the Bulls. And now it seems like, well, he's still getting all the attention. I'd like some of the attention. And 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 he's like, well, you know, I don't like how it's portrayed. I, I did all this. And I did. It's like, man, no one's not acknowledging that you were a great player. And I bet if you ask anyone that knows anything, they're going to say, yeah, he's one of the top 50 players of all time. But if it's you got to you got to know your spot. That's the him versus me mentality. Yeah, you got to know your spot and like you might not be the best player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you might just have to And I I mean I wouldn't let Jordan have the thing cuz it's it's you know some it's, people it's just smart. have the spotlight in certain situations. Yeah, and I've never heard anybody say anything bad about Scottie Pippen as a basketball player like Not as a basketball as a person yeah. Yeah, sure. but like the thing with Jordan is he gets all the the greatness, but he you also get all he the hate all that was too. Yep. People hate on Jordan. Was he, was was he? You know, no one ever says. Well, I wonder if Scottie Pippen was a good teammate. I wonder for yeah. And you know, I think 
it was kind of shown in the last dance and with how he handled that playoff game yeah, the, where he the, refused to go in. Yeah. I, you know, there was a, so there was a game in college where I think it was my junior year, maybe, you know, I'm the leading score on the team and you know, most of the plays are me and all this stuff. And it was a game winning play, potentially game winning play. Uh, maybe it was my sophomore year. And my coach drew it up for uh, the second leading scorer, who really good player is Ricky, uh, was my roommate. He was cashing threes, yeah, too. Super <laughs> good friend of mine, and I I rolled my eyes at him. Didn't even like really intentionally do it. It was just a knee jerk reaction. I, he said we're gonna do this for Ricky, and I rolled my eyes at him, and he got on to me as he should. But you know. I at no point was I ever like, well, I'm not going to go in. Yeah. Now I was pissed off because I wanted to shoot, obviously, and wanted that, wanted that moment, wanted that opportunity. But uh, then you, you know, the next year the same thing happened. He drew up a play for Ricky, and I was like, yeah, good. So I came on the screen, I got the ball, I threw it to Ricky. Ricky got an M1, we won the game. So it's like I could never imagine. Yes, there's a level of selfishness that I want to take the shot. I'm upset I'm not taking the shot, but yes, I, you know he's got. It. I, I I trust him to do it. Uh, I could never say, "Oh, I'm not shooting." All right, well, you guys have fun. <coughs> I'll be over here. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Hope it goes like, well for you because th- th- at that point you're wanting them to fail. Like, yeah. You're like, all right, well, screw you. If you're not gonna let me shoot it, I hope you guys lose. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how like. Scotty was such a good teammate, but also just so damn selfish. Like, he's he's had, like, a crazy life. Like, he's lived better than, like, 99% of people ever on this earth. But like, he came from nothing. Yeah, but he just, like, still can't take responsibility for his actions. Do it. Like, like, you know what I mean? So, I think there's, that's, again, the competitiveness thing. There is a level of competitiveness that becomes a disease. And, and Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan is fully sick. It, <laughs> Literally every last dance, every cool Jordan story that's like, oh, well, LeBradford Smith had 37 on him in the game, and MJ came out the next game and had 38 on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was sick. Like, he was yeah, so not healthy. That is a downfall. And once you're not, not healthy, like, once you remove yourself from that, yeah. how do you function? How are you supposed to function if your exactly. whole entire life's been like, that guy up. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to whoop his yeah. ass and he's going to know that I'm better than him. And then you actually go and do it too. That's another And then thing. you do it and you're like, yeah. you damn right yeah. I did it. I'll do because it Because I wanted to. Yes. That, I wanted to do and it. So my, like I said, I, 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 I big college talk. I'm, I'm, I'm being the campus hero <laughs> here. But it's like, that was my mentality in college. I wanted to be, I want him to know that I'm better than him and that uh, I've outworked him. And I'm gonna beat him, and then I'm gonna do it again next time I see him. Yeah. And I think when I, I, I you know, I hurt my leg and was out for a year, and it's like, all right, well, obviously this isn't gonna last forever. What's life like outside? And I of feel death? like I'm perceived as an asshole. Yeah. And that's not how I want to be perceived. I don't think that's who I am. Mm-hmm. But given my goals and given what I was doing and how I treated people and how I'm probably perceived as an asshole. For sure. And so. For Jordan, it's it, like I said, it really is. It's a disease because it it's hard to break that. It's, yeah. It really is. And so I'm trying to like <clears throat> say, okay, 
it's not all like cutthroat. I've got to beat everyone. I've got to, and this is outside of basketball. This isn't everything. It's like, you've got to find a balance where yes, you can turn it on. You can be competitive and you can kind of have the, all right, I've got to beat this person mentality, but you never want to be just cutthroat and an asshole. 24 seven. Yeah. 24 seven. Yeah. Really, even when you're being competitive, you can be competitive without being a jerk. And and I'm by no means close to achieving that, <laughs> but it's something that I'm aware of and that I'm trying to work on. Because yeah. I used to get, you know, you guys know, we'd go play a pickup game or something or be messing around. Some yeah, random... I mean, you almost fought in a preseason game. Yes. Like, what was that, junior year? Just like a random, we could go and... play tennis or something. Like, a oh, sport that I, I never cared care that much. Like, I'd be caring, but like, I'll get pissed it's off playing like tennis or playing baseball, and like yeah. it will ruin my day if it, if I lose or do something. See, that's like that. the thing with me. I'm competitive, but like at the same time, like I'm competitive with things that matter yeah. to me. A game of tennis on the weekend that doesn't matter to anyone. <coughs> like to me, like like oh yeah, you can you can bench more than me. Maybe you can run a faster time at this. Maybe you can do this. Maybe do that. But like that doesn't matter. Like ultimately, the end goal at that, like cool, dope. Like, yeah, hell yeah, you can do it, and so can thousands of other people. Like, you're not the fastest in the world. Like, I guarantee 30,000 other people are running faster than you, or like 30,000 people are lifting more than you, or whatever. Like, so to me, that that's not my end goal and stuff, and being able to sit back and realize like the bigger things in life to me aren't necessarily just like just here. Like, it and that kind of escapes that conversation and it's like that's why I feel a certain way if if my my goals and my own personal selfish desires are making other people in my life feel a way that's why I kind of get tripped up it's like all right what is my ultimate goal here like what really matters if I make this business deal or if I hit this score and whatever if I like reach if I hit professionals and this like but at the same time, I'm treating everybody like shit along the way. What really matters here, you know? And that that's a that's a kind of interesting deal to be at, especially like being in a young profession and being a young professional and like trying to start my career. It's like what really matters here. Yeah, I think when it's all, I have like a existential crisis. That's tough at 24. No, not at, it was like, <laughs> at like 18. <laughs> what? Because it was. <laughs> Was that when you were at TJC? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I just remember I was like very fascinated, I guess. Not fascinated, but like scared more than anything of, of like death. Damn. I know it got, this is dark, but yeah, I, I was just like, for some reason I couldn't get it out of my head. It's like, mm. man, like it's just the end. Like what happens? You know, and obviously there's a whole, there's a lot that goes on. Yeah, yeah, a lot that goes on with that. But my, my main thing was like, Man, like when you die, like I wonder what's remembered. Like what's remembered? Facts. It's always gonna be how you treat. And the thing I came down to is like you can accomplish whatever the hell you want. Just check off all these marks. But I bet when you die, that the main thing someone remembers about you is what was my interaction like with that person? What do I think about that person? And so when they're talking about you. Are they going to say, oh, well, you know what? Michael Jordan was the greatest basketball player of all time. 
that's great. Or, the, you know, whatever. He won this many championships, six and five MVPs, and was a scoring champ and all this stuff. But I bet if they knew him, they would say, kind of an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's, that's what it is. Like, who wants that said? Exactly, man. About them. Like, if you could hear conversations people have about you, which is a terrifying thought, yeah. <laughs> would you yeah. want people to be like, oh, yeah, I've got Aston Francis. Huge douche. <laughs> yeah. Huge douche. Yeah. yeah. Like, the worst. Exactly. Just the worst. But he was good at sports. Yeah. But he was good but at sports. But I wouldn't have achieved every goal I ever really wanted. Throw that caveat in there, but yeah. Yeah. Person? Awful. Just mm-hmm. an awful person. And, I, you know, I don't think anyone wants that. So, then... For my little crisis that I had uh, where I was thinking about that, I was like, man, just, I guess I'm going to try my best to be a good person. Yep. And that's the point I think everybody reaches at some point in their life. And again, this is kind of like more on the the faith side of things. Everybody's timeline is different. To me, everybody's going to reach that point at some point. Some people literally, it might be when they're like eight years old. Other people, it might be while they're on their deathbed. Like, at some point, we all realize what really matters is how we're treating everybody here. Everything else is going to be out the door. You can't take anything with you. But the way to really leave a legacy and the way to make yourself last longer isn't to reach all of your own personal goals. It isn't to make a certain amount of money. It isn't to do these things. It's really to make people feel loved and cared about. Because that that's what's going to get passed on. That's, that's, you're like, oh, I got $50 million. My friends aren't going to care. Like, they aren't going to be able to pass anything on from that. But if, like, if I was always there for them in the moments where they needed somebody, or if I was always, like, doing things to make people feel heard and, like, felt and loved and stuff, that's what they're going to be able to pass on to other people. If you feel loved, you're going to get loved. Like, if I make $50 million, nobody else is feeling any of that except me. Like, sure, that's dope. Like, cool. Like, I made all this money and stuff. But, like, again, if I'm stepping on people's toes along the way and I'm making them feel kind of a resentment towards me for how I got that, that's where the issue lies. Like, that's when I'm sitting on my deathbed thinking, like, all right, yeah, I made all this money. Yeah, I I did this in my life. My career was great. Like, yeah, I, I got everything possible for me that I wanted out of life. Is that all there was to it? Is this what it was all about? Like, yeah, I got everything. I received everything. Like, I, it's guarantee, not about I guarantee at those moments, <clears throat> no one's going to say, oh, remember that one deal I struck where I made X amount of money? Facts. Except, <coughs> I remember this moment Facts. with this person. I remember this moment with this person. I remember yeah. these, you know, things that led me to these people Exactly, and we're going to remember, and I mean, again, like, I hate being, like, this serious dude and stuff here, but, like, that's just kind of the way I think in terms of longevity, and, like, I have a long-term mindset with everything in life. Like, none of the short-term really matters to me because I'm, like, extremely patient, and I understand, like, while I feel where I'm at right now, and again, like, the mental health stuff for me is something that has helped me realize that because I've dealt with anxiety, depression, like not being comfortable with myself, not being confident with myself. I've dealt with all of that. That goes away. Like being being able to sit there in those moments and be like, this isn't forever. 
what is like what is long term this is short term i know i'm down bad right now but i know a year from now i'm not going to be so like that has given me a long term perspective like what i'm doing right now sure it seems like that's everything that there is to know but whenever i'm like 40 whenever i'm 50 what's going to matter then like right now what i'm doing now to to benefit myself my family my friends everything whenever i'm 40 50 to me is what matters right now and that's why i say a lot of this internal work is the most important thing you could possibly do because this is going to sustain us it's going to build a foundation for years like for years if you just neglect it and be like all right i'm feeling all these things like i feel certain ways like i'm you know, like maybe I'm not fulfilled, maybe I'm not satisfied, maybe I'm not happy. Like I don't treat people a certain way, but like that's just kind of how it is right now. If you just kind of become complacent with it and accept it, that's when you're going to run into issues later in life. Because you can't run from that. You can't run from all those heavy feelings and stuff. Like that's going to come and hit you at some point. That's why for me, it's been maybe maybe more serious at times than other people because I understand that already and like I'm putting in that work and I'm facing those demons whenever, whenever I'm supposed to be 40 and 50 facing them. I'm already kind of like, all right, how do I want to treat people? How do I want to be received? And like, yeah, you come with the risk of people looking at you like, oh yeah, nah, he's like, he's super cerebral and stuff. Like he's, he's too serious about like how he's interacting and all that and shit. But like that... To me, again, that's a long-term mindset. Like, I know what I want to be whenever I'm older and stuff, but I understand that the process to get there takes years. And if I'm not starting now, I'm just pushing that delay back. Bro, this is a crazy conversation because I think recently I reached I've that point. I've seen it you. Yeah, I, I definitely reached that point recently where I've started to realize that people look at me a certain way that I didn't know that I was coming off as because I'm usually yeah. thinking from my perspective, you know, like whenever I, I realize that I have a hard time like asking, you know, kind of whenever I meet somebody, I'm like cool with them, but mm -hmm. I don't get a chance to like actually get to know them and stuff like yeah, that, like you know, deeper level. yeah, so to them it's coming off like I'm just like some asshole that like doesn't really care about them or something like that, but mm -hmm. For me, it's more just like, for one, I'm kind of like naturally, like I'm, I'm a chill, natural dude, you know? So like, if I'm around you, I can just be like, hey, what's up, how you doing, you know? And then we're just chilling here. We might not be talking, but I feel like we're having a good time, you know? Exactly, yeah. But to a lot of people, that might come off as like, you just being anti-social. You're being very like surface that. level. And I know that's what you would you're say. Yeah, you're yeah. always. Yeah. Yeah. Trust <laughs> me, bro. Like, I, I, I definitely realized recently like that, so... And it's also maybe a little bit of anxiety, too, of maybe not knowing, like, what type of stuff to ask him and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think it's better to say something than to just, like, right. keep holding it in. Because they're, they're, if you don't say anything to them and they don't know where you're coming from, right. then they're going to make up a story of you in their head, you know? Yeah. So, like, yeah, I've been yeah. trying to be better about that. And I started uh, reading that book, you know, How to Win Friends and Influence People sure. and stuff. And, like, there's so many simple things in there. It and seems you feel like, like everybody sense. should know, but like yeah. nobody does that shit. Nobody does it. Like the no, the first principle is don't condemn, criticize, or complain. But yeah. like 
That shit's hard. It sounds yeah, being non-judgmental is yeah. super hard because you're like, oh, maybe I would do this different and stuff. Like, what are they doing? Like, but at the same time, you don't ever put yourself in their shoes. Like, yeah. and I was again, I was having this conversation with somebody literally a couple days ago, <coughs> a homeless person, and uh, like we were just talking. It's like, like that very easily could have been me. Yeah. Like it, it, I like I was born into a good family at a good time. I was white. Like, I had, my dad's a doctor. Like, I had all these things going for me, and I never did anything to deserve. Yeah. And very easily, it could have been the exact opposite. I could have been born in, like, in the Bronx with a, mo- a single mom with 10 kids struggling to put food on the table, like, getting evicted every place they live. Like, that very easily could have been me. And, like, there's nothing I can do to control that. So, understanding that and seeing other people's needs and just being empathetic and understanding, like, not understanding that you don't know everything there is to know about them. And just because at the same point, like if someone's judging you, you're like, you don't know everything about me. You don't know why I think this way. You don't know the context. You don't know this. You don't know that. <coughs> like, so understanding it's the same thing for every person. Yeah, like, you got to give our, the same courtesy. Yeah. And it's feeling like our judgment really matters. Like, oh, you should be doing this because that's the way I think. Yeah. That's not how it is. Like, that's just not how it is. Yeah, sometimes you got to experience, like, being not in their specific position, but being in a position where you, to you, you're mm-hmm. down. Like, I've had times where, to myself, like, I was like, damn, I'm down bad right now. Down bad. So now, like, if something good happens to me or something, like, I try not to flex and to be humble on people. Because, like, literally from day to day, like, hour to hour, you're sh- like, your life can change drastically. Like, you can Bro. be on cloud nine one day, and then the next day, like, everything just come crushing down. But being able to take that with a grain of salt, and again, this is me going back to kind of my spiritual roots, like Romans eight twenty eight. God is working for the betterment of you in every single situation as long as you love him. So whatever situation you're sitting there thinking is like, oh, this is so bad for me. I've learned through and grown through every single negative situation that I've perceived, and it has benefited me beyond how I could possibly understand it when it happened. Yeah, I've been on some shit lately where just like every time I take an L or something happened to me, I'm mm-hmm. like, how can I learn from this? How can I learn from this? What am I doing next time? Because yeah. when you're an adult, man, like when bad shit happens to you, that's all you. Facts. Nobody's you gotta nobody fall but you're on and yep. nobody gonna save you but you. So you yep. if you don't learn then it's, that shit just gonna keep happening to you. Yeah. And even with other people, like this time again I said I said with Quan, is like not only do we should we learn through our own pain and our own experiences and our own L's, but at the same time, if somebody else is taking L's and you're you can observe them and be like, All right, what are they doing? Like what are they learning from this? That that puts you in a situation to not be in their shoes. Yeah. Like if you can learn from another person's L's and avoid putting yourself there, that's great. Because yeah, if you don't, of... if that takes a lot of self awareness <laughs> and thought and being like intentional about it. Because if you can't learn from other people's losses, you're gonna take those same L's at some point, so you yeah. can learn the lesson hands on. And that shit sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that is terrible. Because if you see somebody going through it, like damn, like. They're struggling. And then you just put that out of the back of your mind. Well, that won't happen to me. Yeah. Well, man, that sucks for you. That, like, I'm good over here. And then, say, six months later, same thing happens to you. You're like, oh, my gosh. Like, you feel what they were going through. is like, now I understand. Whereas if you would have observed it and tried to learn through yourself internally, it's like, okay, 
try to learn without having to go through it. One thing I had to be comfortable with is just being able to take L's, bro. Like I used to, yeah. I used to try to keep it even keel, you know, where like I don't take too many risks or anything, so mm-hmm. I don't look bad. Play it safe, but yeah, at some point, if you want to get to where you want to get, you got to stop playing it safe. Yeah, you got to risk. You got to risk things, and again, that goes back to I know we kind of mentioned it is like just being vulnerable, like. You're not ever going to really accelerate your growth if you're not risking things, if you're not, and again, kind of being vulnerable is being risky at some, to some extent, you know, like you have to put things out <coughs> in order to receive things in return. Like you can't, a, a, a good parallel is the stock market. Like odds are, if you put in five bucks, you're not going to get back a million. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like you're just not going to get that big of an ROI. But say if you're being a little bit risky, you put in, say, 1500 three grand, whatever it may be, like odds are you're at least opening yourself to the potential of getting a bigger ROI. Yeah, and that's the same thing in relationships. Facts. You exactly. got to take calculators. You got to have a plan. You can't just sit. But you got to be willing to change the plan up if that yeah. if it don't go how you Pivot. want it to go. Pivot, man. I said this going into today. I was like, especially with everything happening before, like before pre-recording and stuff, I was like, this is either going to be the best conversation we've had so far or it's going to be the worst. <laughs> I already sitting here thinking right now, I was sitting there while we were talking, I was like, this is, this is the most insightful and probably the best in-depth conversation we've had. Yeah, zero plan. Zero yeah, plan. Yeah. And that's why I don't like playing. All right. Well, I think that's about all we got today. Uh, I want to thank Lois for joining us, and uh, as always, our sponsor, Bryce Borgerson Insurance. If you guys need any, uh, any last off insurance, any sort of insurance, <laughs> he does it all. He's a Renaissance man. man. Check out Bryce Borgerson, and uh, yeah, thanks to Lois, and for sure, thank yeah. you for stopping by. I know, again, travel is kind of can be a lot and stuff. Being in Austin, even being in Thailand, stuff with Aston, like I understand, like. We, I know, especially it's taken us probably three hours to kind of <laughs> really set up and stuff. So, no, bro, it's it's cool, bro. I told you, I'm working on my patience. I'm yeah. working on making sure I'm listening hey. shit. And I'm just glad that I I did enough things in my yeah. life where I'm in a position where people actually like care about my opinion. You know, facts. And that that's one thing. You know, like this is one reason why we wouldn't have you on. Is like I I obviously I've known you your entire life and stuff and growing up, but in the past probably. I don't know, maybe two years, three years, like I've seen a shift in you is like, okay, he's putting in that work. Like he's putting in the work to find a better version of himself. He's doing that internal work. He's working through a lot of those mental barriers and stuff. And like, even from the outside looking in, like I like, it's pretty obvious, at least to me, like that, that is at least going on through your head and stuff. And even you being vulnerable enough to start your own page and fitness page and stuff and like chasing a better version of you is something that has kind of inspired me and wanted us to have you on. So yeah, thank you for making it happen. Yeah, appreciate you being here. I try to make a lot of my moves in silence, you know, because yeah. you don't want to be out here just like saying you're going to do yeah. stuff you're not going to do. So G's been in silence. Yeah. I got to put my money where my mouth is, man. Man, we appreciate it. Um, you know, odds are if this thing continues to go, we'll have you have, we'll have you back eventually. So yeah, I don't even know where I'm going to be at next time, man. You telling yeah. us. <laughs> you telling us. Hopefully I'm rich by then. We'll see you. Yeah. We'll see you. Look, I just at my penthouse. So <laughs> hey, I'm down. Invite us up. Episode six is a wrap. We're not showing up again.
On the night I was born, the rain was pouring, God was crying, lightning struck, power out, his sparks was flying, the real ones here, the young boy that walked with lions around the